Hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. They're talking about scaling right now, but they're muted, so you couldn't really hear it, so it's all oh, fine. No. So hey, hey, uh, sorry, yep. Anyhow, uh, hey, so if you are tuning in expecting to see some holler, unfortunately, we, as you can see, we've had some uh, some some scheduling conflicts tonight, so uh, we're going to rip a, a one-shot of Mothership, uh, as I've had Mothership on the brain uh, for a couple months now. I've been wanting to run it again. Uh, Melissa and I uh, ran this uh, last year. I think I, I can't remember if it spilled over into 2023 or not, but we ran Gradient Descent, uh, which I highly recommend. It's an awesome game, uh, awesome scenario. Uh, but we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing a, a one shot. This is this is entirely one shot. It's possible they all could die. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Uh, I think I think none of you have played it. I don't think Joe or Chuck or Jeremy have played this before. Is that right? Is that fair? No, nope. not. not. I own it. Okay, I've not nice. played it. Uh, first edition, I don't think has released yet. Uh, I did back to Kickstarter and I, I read the updates every now and then, but, uh, I don't think it's like fully out yet, but I still have like the, the draft rules. And so that's what we're doing. We're basically playing first edition, uh, which isn't going to really mean anything to you guys, but, uh, but yeah, that's how we're going to go. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything besides that. Uh, so let's go ahead and just get started. We'll introduce characters as we go and, uh, and again, we'll, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, what do I want to do? Let's do that one. Okay. So, uh, you all are, you know, like a mercenary scavenger type crew. Uh, you picked up a, a signal, a distress signal, uh, from, a, a jungle planet far out, uh, on the rim, we'll call it, uh, nowhere really close to any, uh, any habitable planets, uh, and usually those types of distress calls bring danger, but they also bring a hell of a payday if you can get out there, uh, because who knows uh, who you're saving uh, or what you might find. Uh, and so the crew of the Hot Pocket uh, has uh, has nice. definitely responded uh, to that distress signal, uh, and you have uh, you've you've figured out that from your basic scanning a couple things. First, the the, the fortunately. Uh, the planet is actually breathable. Uh, so those of you who don't necessarily have uh, any kind of any kind of suits that uh, that might have a breathing apparatus, you're good to go. The second thing is that the the origin of the signal uh, seems to be from some kind of um, some kind of large subterranean facility. Uh, the problem is that it's about a five kilometer kilometer hike from uh, the landing zone. Uh, and so we'll we'll montage. And we'll just see predator style, uh, a group of people uh, going through this dense, lush jungle, uh, huge sweeping ferns, uh, giant banana trees, uh, elephant ear plants just sweeping left and right. Uh, and we'll, we'll 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 introduce these characters and give everyone a chance to describe them, and then maybe uh, fill out a detail or two about them. So the first person we see uh, is going to be. Let's see what we got. Uh, Joe, tell us uh, tell us what we see when Hendrik is pushing through this jungle. Oh, uh, I had changed my name, but That's I can still be now. Hendrik. Well, you are yeah, now. I'll be Hendrik then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Hendrik Bakeland. Uh, he's very proud to be the great, 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 great grandson of the man that invented plastic. Um, he's got like a kind of shredded up lab coat uh, and he wears a bigger coat over it he's got some big glasses that have like that kind of 
elastic fastening thing on the back of it so that they don't fall off. Uh, and he's just very like kind of giddily looking around, seeing all the sights and trying to catch his eye on any type of plant or thing that he's not familiar with. Okay. Um, and, and Hendrick behind you is somebody that you, uh, you share a, you share a dark past with, uh, and it, it's not yourself. It's uh, it's Marta Bear, uh, who Melissa will describe in a second. Uh, but Hendrick, can you tell us what dark past, what incident that you and Marta had in the past? It's sort of like, you know, a blemish on your on your conscience in some way. Okay. Um, what is Marta? I'll say um, she's a Marine. So we had probably like some sort of survey mission um, where I was being escorted by her and a few other people. And we're the only two people that made it back. Okay. Only survivors. Got it. That is great. And so then as the camera pans, as Hendrick continues moving and looking around, finds some interesting bit of uh, fauna or, or flora, I should say. Uh, and uh, the camera pans and we see Marta. Melissa, describe what we see when Marta comes uh comes into focus yeah yeah you see marta bear she is a uh tall uh sturdy uh dark-haired woman uh she has dog with her hair jones is her dog uh she looks like someone that you do not screw with if you have a decision between going left or going right don't freaking ask her just make the turn and go Okay, fantastic! That's wonderful. We've already—that's why we're the last survivors. Yeah, this has already (laughs) been a successful one shot, as far as I'm Mm -hmm. concerned. (laughs) And Marta, the next person behind you is somebody that you secretly hate, meaning they have no idea how much you hate them. Maybe somebody else on your crew does, but but they certainly don't know. Uh, And uh, it's it's your teamster, it's your roughneck, it's Ted. Maminsky. Um, so, Marta, before we, we describe Ted, why do you secretly hate him? I have, if I have told everyone once, I have told everyone multiple times, throw nothing at Air Jones but the tennis ball. And Mr. Schmaminsky, whatever the hell his name is, thinks that any random bit of food is something that can be given to Air Jones. He is so disrespectful and so rude. He has given Air Jones tummy aches, and this upsets me greatly. Excellent. That is as wonderful. What kind of dog was Hair Jones? Did you did you say? I did not. Sturdy hound dog. Okay, I was thought it was gonna be like a German Shepherd or something. He kept calling him Hair Jones. That would have been the smarter choice, but that wasn't the top <laughs> of my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So as as Marta <laughs> continues uh, continues onward, maybe grabbing Hendrick by like the back of his shirt as he was just getting distracted by flowers again, camera focuses on Ted as a big elephant-eared uh, leaf comes flying past as Marta does not hold it for you and it smacks you in the face and then you push it away. And what do we see when that leaf gets out of the way? Well, uh, hey everyone, you see Ted. Uh, I'm a great guy. Uh, I love feeding Marta's dog. He's such a good boy. Uh, it does kind of, I stumble back a little bit when I get hit with that leaf. I hope I don't get a rash from it later. Um, 
But yeah, just a regular guy. Just think like Topher Grace in like a mechanics jumpsuit. Uh, just a regular dude. I'm super cool, super nice. Everyone's going to love me. So when you mentioned Topher Grace, I immediately thought of Topher Grace from Predators. And I'm just like, it's really dark. <laughs> what I got? Yeah. Okay, is that what you did? I'm All like, right. I need to think of something. Oh, Predators. Topher Grace. I don't know who that is. Is this a character? That 70s show? That 70s show? No. Get, get, got it. You're just too young. I'm sorry. All right. So Ted. I'm in three. <laughs> you could, there you go. Ted, you can see the following behind you uh, mm -hmm. and bringing up the, the, the party, bringing up the rear of the party. Yeah. Uh, is a guy that you are either uh, blackmailing or being blackmailed by. Oh, uh, I'm blackmailing him. Okay. And, and so then why are you blackmailing him? How are you blackmailing? What do you have oh. on, on Dragon? Oh, well, he does all the computer stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I paid some friends of mine to um, to plant some, you know, military style information um on his computer um and then i threatened to turn him in for it unless okay. he paid me money okay and so as ted continues on following after marta who continues to let large leaves smack him in the face we settle in on dragon jeremy describe what mm -hmm. we see when dragon comes into focus Protocol droid DR460N is not a large or combat model. However, he has chosen to outfit himself in full armor, smart gun, as well as a patch on his shoulder that says, get fucked in Russian. That is absolutely phenomenal. And you are bringing up the rear, of course. But you know mm -hmm. that your best friend, Hendrik, is up on point, uh, being the scientist, the smartest one, the one who would probably know which, you know, which plants and animals to get close to, which plants and animals to avoid. How long have you and Hendrik known each other and been best friends? I have known Hendrik since I first came online, which okay. has been, let's say, 20 years. Okay. All right. I think it I think makes that sense that Hendrik's, like, best friend is an android. <laughs> All right. All right. I initially Excellent. was used mostly for analysis and mathematics, but eventually, due to the missions that he has gone on, I've learned to outfit myself in a different fashion. So, as you guys are, again, we're montaging through the jungle, and eventually, you know, one of you probably has a scanner up, and you're keeping track of the signal, that distress signal, which comes on every now and then, and, you, and your, your ship has marked it, Hot Pocket is parked, well away you see that the uh the jungle eventually opens up and you can see what looks like the uh this this it's not i wouldn't say opened up to the point where like there's no trees you can still see the you know vegetation is still quite intense but you you can see that there is a um a, a, a clearing of sorts uh the canopy is still quite high uh but in front of you um there is this overgrown bunker, uh, this facility. It's um, it's probably only maybe a, a, a you know story and a half tall. But as you as your scans told you, there it does seem to have more more space underneath. Uh, you uh, you can see from a distance that it's it's not in great repair. 
Like you can tell that it's uh, it's been left probably unkempt for some time. You're not really sure. You couldn't figure out exactly how long this distress signal has been going. Um, you notice also that there's some there's a there's a there's a like an ATV uh, that has very much been been stripped for parts. You can see it doesn't even have wheel beds on it. You can see that there's also these four large, fairly bulbous plant pods that are growing in front of what looks like a pair of, of sturdy mechanical metal doors that appears to be uh, the way inside. There's no, at first glance, there's no signs of, of, of movement. No, you don't see any lights on through the, the small viewing ports on the side of the bunker. And you can tell that the, the, the place, the ground where it had been, Probably, uh, probably flattened to agree. You can already see that there's been some overgrowth here and there. So you guess this has likely been uh, kind of left untended for at least a couple weeks, if not longer. What would you all do as you approach this place? Well, I mean, we've came all this way to see if there's anyone in here that we can get a price or you know reward for for maybe rescuing. So let's let's head on inside, everyone. It'll be great. Uh, nine, nine. First, we we walk perimeter. We walk perimeter. We make sure we're not going into a trap. First, then we go inside. Uh, yeah. I mean, also, it may be appropriate if Hendrik is allowed a chance to examine the vegetation before we attempt to open the door. Yes, and there might be something that we missed on the backside. I want to see. Okay. Uh, so I heard that Hendrik wants to examine s some of those, uh, some of the plant pods that were grown by the doors and Marta wants to do a perimeter sweep. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So, yep. uh, Marta, and I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming Herr Jones, you do a quick sweep. The bunker itself is not particularly large. Uh, there is, looks like one little port for where the ATV might've been parked, uh, but you're you're sweeping around looking for signs of anything. There doesn't appear to be any secondary entrance or exit, at least not within the bunker itself. Uh, and, it, and much more, as you do a sweep, you notice that it backs up into much thicker vegetation. But even still, a lot of those viewing points, very small, like almost like submarine portholes, none of which seem to have any lights. There's a lot of grime and it's very difficult to see inside. Hendrick. Um yeah, go ahead. Man. I was curious too. So, we're we know the distress signals from like pretty far underground. That's so correct. this is like the bunker that's like the top of whatever that's goes correct. under. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. And you wanted to look at those um, plants? Is that what you said? I did. Yes. Okay. Um, so, what do I roll for that? Well, you start moving. I mean, you don't have to roll anything just this second. Uh, as okay. you start getting a little closer to them, you can see that they are, are, are very big. These, they're probably pig-sized. You can see that they, as you approach, as you get within a handful of feet, they start to shiver a bit. And you see one of them, there's a small little slit opens up uh, right in the front. And you can see this barb just ejects from it uh, right in your direction. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll a speed test. Okay. Uh, assuming I just click on that. Yeah, I just click on speed, and it'll give you a pop up. You have like advantage or disadvantage, but I don't think Oof. I don't think just yet. Let me know how you do. I fail. Okay. So those of you, with the exception of Marta, who will say is doing her perimeter sweep, but we'll say Ted and Dragon are here. You watch 
as this fiery barb leaps out and it wraps around Hendrick. It kind of slashes him across the side, wraps around him and begins to pull towards one of those pods where you see the pod that was once a very small, tiny slit has now grown into this giant gaping maw, the size of a of like a pot belly pig. Uh, you're going to take nine points of damage, Hendrick. Oof. Dragon, oh, I am uh, in need of your assistance. And you can see that he is Understood. actively getting pulled towards it. Which I do. Dragon? I should have told you, I drew the hangman for your card this morning. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dragon, what would you like to do? Um, I, I'm trying to look through what I have to see mm-hmm. what would be the best choice. Um, but honestly, I think probably what he would do is just like do his best to grab onto Hendrick to keep him from getting pulled further. Okay. And then just level the rifle kind of over his shoulder. So he's, he's got a stable platform for the rifle, but he's also holding on to Hendrick. So he's not getting pulled away, and he's just going to unload into the pod. Okay, you can roll a uh, you can roll a combat test if you like, uh, and you could take advantage of this because it is an immobile, and especially since it's got the the tongue out, it's it's not really moving. It's a very uh, it's a very static static shot immobile target. So you can take advantage on the shot. I'll take advantage. Okay, Ooh, it made uh, it with advantage. Yep, 27 under 36. You and you you hear Hendrick as the rifle rests on your shoulder. You hear the pulse <laughs> go off and your ear just goes numb and you lose you lose hearing for a short period of time at I will say the right-hand side. But you do watch as that as one of those four plant pods bursts uh and in, in, like the one that's actually got you tethered just bursts into a thousand pieces like a pumpkin getting smashed. Uh, I'll even say, since you used a smart rifle, like a second one of those burst as well. Um, and Hendrick, you fall down as the tether is clearly is clearly detached at that point. Uh, Marta, you would hear the sounds of guns, uh, of a gunshot, uh, and you're on the opposite side. Uh, but I'm going to go to Ted. Ted, what do you do in this situation? There's two more of these, these plants, and you can tell yeah. now that Dragon and Hendrick are there, their mouths are starting to show that little, that little slit is starting so you- to open again. You said there was like an ATV that was like, you know, it's been uh, stripped. It's definitely yeah. been stripped for parts. It looks like, but yeah, there's there's the carcass of one. Uh, are the seats still in there? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I'm just gonna go up to one of them and I'm just gonna pop the seats out. Okay. And I'm gonna hold it just the seat in front of me like a shield. Okay. And like, uh, yeah. You, are, are you gonna move with the shield towards the? Think I so think or? so. Yeah, I think I'm going to use it as bait, so it'll reach okay. out and hopefully grab my shield, and its right, and mouth say, will be full. It'll be happy. I'll say that's exactly what happens: is that as you start closing in, you hear like the thudding uh, on the other side of the seat as two of these creatures have ejected that tether, that fiery tether, kind of around this thing, and have begun to pull it. And it almost looks like they're fighting over it here and there. Like one oh. of them's trying to pull it to that, you know, to the one pod. The other one's trying to pull to the other. Uh, so at this point, Martyr, I'll say you come around from where you're doing your, uh, your, your perimeter sweep. You see that Ted has just, is like just fed 
a ATV seat to these two pods. Hendrick has some sort of tether wrapped around him, but is torn. And Dragon has his weapon out and is firing at uh, at these plants that are blocking the way into the into this uh, the facility. The plants are a little grabby. Ah, Air Jones, Snell, Snell, and she'll run, run, run with uh, Air Jones and get out her uh, rifle as well, so that she can shoot at them as well. Okay, and I'll do the same thing. You can take advantage of this because they are completely static. They are not moving, and they're even fighting over this seat that Ted has uh, has used to sort of get them distracted. Okay, it doesn't appear to be rolling, so I will use physical dice. There's a pop-up, so make sure you see when the pop-up, if you're using Foundry, there will be a pop-up yeah, for advantage or disadvantage. Uh... So this is uh it's drop something Yeah, that's really a fast. it's a seventy and a seventy-three, so both of okay. those are failures. So I shoot my shotgun and uh yeah. Yeah. So you shoot and you shoot your shotgun, but you somehow manage to miss hitting both of them, but you do see that just a very slight ricochet of some of the of some of the shell comes back and kind of catches one of those from behind and it still explodes. But one of them is still actively drawing that seat in. But because I'm going to say it's distracted with this seat, I think you guys can can probably easy easily take care of it. So Dragon, if you fire a second shot or if Hendrick, you throw something, whatever it might be, you can take it out pretty quickly. Um, but Hendrick, when you look down, you can see that around your 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 waist just above your your uh, your hip you can see that the barbs as you start to peel and pull them out they burn and there's these very long uh kind of root colored uh root colored barbs that, that are as you pull them out of your skin are covered in your blood i don't taste poisonous and i'll did, keep pointing did you just taste like... an unknown alien plant that tried to eat What's... you it's in me already. Okay. Go ahead and just roll something really fast there. Don't worry about it at all. Okay. So see. all four of these pods now you can see have exploded. They're they're scattered about in pieces. And you can see that there's now a clear access to what appears to be a set of rusted and worn metal doors. They're covered in vines, you can see now too. Um but there also appears to be a very, they, they, they appear to be kind of wedged open, uh, slightly ajar. You could probably squeeze through if you wanted to squeeze through. Okay. They're like it's, health packs or medic kits or something like that. Sorry, Nobody. I could have played a med bot, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, we don't. I could have picked a marine that had a stim pack and didn't. That's okay. It's, not it's mothership. Mothership's a pretty, it's a pretty friendly game. Don't take a lot of damage. Yeah. That was a, that yeah. was a strange. Yeah. 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 Uh, Is there a control panel outside of the door? Uh you look for one, and it looks as though there there is, yeah. We'll say there is one. It's rusted over. Okay. Uh, you can tell that like there's vines and in, in there's vegetation and almost is kind of jamming it. It's got kind of an old fashioned feel to it. It looks more like a mechanical lever as opposed to like an actual like punch key mm. panel. Okay. Well, it's a little disappointing, but well, I mean, uh, we can shimmy on in. Uh, 
Just I I have this I have this just get out of the way little man oh, I can I can do this oh of course take care I wasn't, of this I wasn't trying to go first question I what is armor it seems as if you were but I'll let you go Hendrick armor so what armor does in this game uh, you have an, you have an armor protection roll it'll protect you from all damage up till the rating of the, your armor protection but if you take damage that exceeds that your damage is your armor is essentially destroyed or, or it's going to be used up so what it was your what was your what's your armor rating of your uh of your armor five okay so then you only took four points of damage however okay. the barb managed to sort of shred through a lot of the armor and so it's not going to be offering you the protection from here on out until it gets repaired okay okay all right i'll take it so uh what are you doing marta I am physically forcing this door open and ensuring okay. that I'm the first one through. All right. Uh, Marta, you go up there as you put as, as much strength and effort into it as you could possibly do so, but you realize that it just won't open any further. You also notice that it's like you don't hear the hear any sort of electricity. You don't see any power. This definitely seems to have been a powered door uh, and since the power since it is depowered, it, it just it's locked like everything's like the fact that it's even open just a little bit like it's even just a jar ever so slightly is is enough to you could get in there but you don't think i would say without having some major heavy equipment you don't think you can kind of pry it open just with pure strength i want to look around and see if there was like a generator or something like that that's just been turned off or mm -hmm maybe ran out of power or something and we can siphon some fuel out of that ATV into it. Yeah. You could probably get a little bit of fuel from the ATV, but you don't see a generator outside. You would imagine considering the state of the, the jungle, like there's probably some sort of generator room inside that's likely going to power uh, the entire compound, but you don't Did see you anything exterior wise. You said it was okay. correct enough that we may be able to ship me through, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could one at a time, very slowly. I mean, I guess we have two choices. I I only brought one charge pack with me. We could use it to get the door open. This would be wasteful. Really I kind Perhaps. of agree. Like, when I blow something up, I'd like there to be a lot of splatter to it, so I wouldn't want to waste it on a door. Indeed. I can look through the gap with my infrared goggles to see if anything is noticed within. Okay, yeah, Dragon, if you stick your head to the point where you can see, uh, it definitely looks like some kind of atrium, like reception area. Uh, it's got a slightly domed ceiling. There's tons of moss everywhere, just kind of covered. Uh, the there's there, there definitely look to have once been wall monitors that have been smashed or ripped down, and there's lots of roots that are pushing up and into the ceiling uh, and also through the ceiling even. But what kind of catches your attention more than any of that is the fact that there's a body that's hanging from above, upside down, and it's slowly swaying. Is it, I'll follow whatever it's hanging from. I'll look to see if there's like another one of these weird pod type things or if I can make out what it's hanging from. It's definitely hanging, hanging from oh, what looks like a bunch of coiled roots. Uh, but it doesn't mm. look like there's any pods in here. No. 
Well, looks friendly in there. No, it doesn't. But at least there's no more of these uh, man-eating plants. There is, however, a body hanging from several roots on the ceiling. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Does it still have its face? I could not make that out with the infrared. I'm terribly sorry. But it looks mostly... I don't know how much detail I can make out. I'm assuming I can't make out any fine detail. The best way to find this out is just to go inside and look at it. Yeah, what I gave you is probably all you would be able to get from out here. I agree with you, Marta. Marta, lead the way. Let's go take a look. And I'm imagining that Marta needs to do a little bit of kind of like sucking in to kind of get through this doorway. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's slow. You can feel... Like I said, there's vines that's covering the doors. You can kind of feel yourself scraping against them if you're if your body's not fully covered. But as you push inside, and I'm just going to presume, um, I mean, because it is an atrium that it's got some some visibility from above, so there's a little bit of light coming down in here. Uh, but you can see that the body is pale. It seems to be lifeless, um, and it looks as though now that you're inside the lower body. The lower part of the body is just there's roots and roots and roots that have coiled around it. And so, mm. so it's just hanging upside down. And that's what you see as you step inside. It's still a couple feet away. Oh, well, we were called out here for a distress call, so it is not unsurprising that we have come across dead bodies. Uh, but Mr. Bakeland, I do believe that we are going to need your services to find out what plant life this is that has taken it upon itself to murder those here. I'll be in in a second. I have a few more barbs to pick up if you guys want to <laughs> go ahead of me. Oh, yeah. a little I'll tight. slip right on in. Okay. Daddy, go in. No problem. Dragon? I'll assist Hendrick. Okay. Look at that. His eyeballs are still in. I wasn't expecting that. That's exciting. Wait a minute. I'll go in with Hendrick mm-hmm. once he's ready. I'm not going to leave him outside. Yep. By himself. Okay. Eventually, you all get inside, no problem. And so you all okay. are like, you're a couple feet in. You can see just ahead of you, hanging from above. There's the body that's just very slightly swaying, and you can see there's a bunch of monitors that have been smashed and are scattered across the ground. Uh, you see that there are a couple doors out of this room. You can see that if you continue past the body, going further into uh, this compound, this bunker area, you can see there's a there's a door on the like your far left and your far right. There's kind of another door that's Sort of uh, off to your right a bit as well. Mm. So, the body's swaying. You all see that? Do you notice there's any, like, air currents in here? Like, I'll lick a finger and hold it up and try and figure out if there's any... Um, that's actually an interesting question. Um, you don't... Nothing noticeable. You don't see... You don't see that now. Oh, I bet those things are still alive. And probably here soon, they're going to try and eat one of us. True. I vote for Hendrick. Uh, do, do they look similar to the plants that wrapped around us outside? No, or, no, no. These are these are just like the ones outside with these big old bulbous pig-sized pods. Uh, in here, it's more like vines and roots that you see moving about. Okay. They're not moving, but they're wrapped around. And does it look like they've grown and like constricted this person or like they're just kind of overgrowing and just kind of doing what vines do and kind of go wherever they go uh 
Do you have a bot? Do you want to make like a botany test or anything here? Do you have botany? Um, I just want to see if I can tell from like how like if their clothes are kind of like sucked in or stuff. I don't really have botany, but uh, okay. Um, I would say it's hard. It would be I, hard. I to guess re- I'll uh, I'll pick a. Is there like a stick or some like loose piece of yeah like yeah. Uh, debris or something? Yeah, I just want to kind of like poke at it and try and tug it away and see if it like if it's loose at all. That'll give me the answer if it seems the like body it or like part of the plant. Like you're trying to poke the, the plant body. It's like on the body. Okay. Uh, so, how tall are you? Uh, I'm gonna be about six foot. Okay. Yeah. So I would say if you've got your if you've got the branch out and you step forward and you're trying to like pry. Uh, the the roots a bit um, they don't really pry off but as you poke into them the the body sways just a little bit more because of the force of the poke and you can see that the body suddenly comes alive uh, and it kind of jolts a bit and you hear a voice connection to mainframe disabled restore power in generator room code one two three three it's one of yours indeed you realize it's one two three three not only that hendrick but as you're a little bit closer you can notice they actually have a name tag and upside down you see it says and i'm not even bullshitting you it says joe (laughs) it really does (laughs) (laughs) ah it's our friend joe um, Alas, I guess, poor Joe. I knew him well. Not really. Would I? Would I know if he's like, if it's an android? Like, how would I be able to judge how salvageable they are in their state? Uh, I mean, what do you mean by salvageable? Like, do they? Do this, I don't know. If we can get down, I can get into with a lot electronic brain meat. You, yeah. I mean, so a few things it says. Does it seem like they just it, need to be freed of the vines and then they can well, walk around Well, it literally again, told you. Or? It said connection to mainframe disabled, meaning it's not able to connect to its mainframe. And then it says restore power. And so it's sort of the mainframe, its connection. It seems to be, uh, it's, it's a different oh, sort of okay. model than Dragon. Dragon can, he's, he can go wherever he wants. This is sort of an older okay. model uh, kind of connected okay. to a, a, centralized, a centralized hub. And if that centralized okay. hub is down, that makes it's more sense. functional. It's yeah. a thin I, I interpret that as like it was uh, autonomous and that was the last thing it was trying to do. Not that it was. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I suppose if you want to get him down, uh, salvage something from him. If nothing else, if I can access his data files, we might be able to learn more about our surroundings. I think that's sure. a great idea. Okay, so you guys are going to try to get him down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not a problem. I, I think like this is the type of game where I don't really think there's nothing you have to roll for this. It's just a matter of investing the time. And if mm-hmm. uh, and that's not hard to do. Like someone could get on someone else's shoulders. I'm sure you could move a few things around in the room to step on top of it. Not an issue at all. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, it's probably going to take maybe about 10 minutes to kind of hack through the roots before you're able to let the body fall. But yeah, you're able, the body falls to the ground. 
and uh, you can pry back the roots. And Hendrick, kind of following up on a question you had, it doesn't look like it was like snake constricting to the point like it was trying to just smother it, but it does look like it was mm. tight, so so it wouldn't fall. Is what you think you see? Mm. Okay. Once that robot's down, do the do the plants move any? No, didn't really notice any of that. Okay. It's for the best. All right. Uh, I want to look on them and see just do they have any like dried blood or anything? Um, Because these it's like an android type thing. Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah, androids. Androids bleed a different color of blood, uh, but you do see that there has been some damage, uh, some some damage to this this model. Uh, and you can do see what looks like kind of that dried, uh, milky blue coloring here and there, where uh, where the blood has has yeah. has stained. Yeah. Can I? Does it look like it was like shot or crumpled? Am I able to yeah. determine anything like that? No. So basically, you guys can see him. So unless you're looking to do like a proper forensic, I will tell you everything that you obviously can see when you move up mm-hmm. close, right? And so okay, right now, like I've told you everything that you can see when you move up close. Okay, that's fair. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, is this the type of system that like failure is always causing stress, or if I fail? Yeah, a I'm... fail is a, a fail. You will increase stress by one. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dragon, were you gonna get into its brain meat and learn things? I will attempt to. I can certainly try. I do want to adjust your expectations for what you're gonna be able to get out of this. Uh, so, mm-hmm. with with what this with what this creature is, with what mm-hmm. this model is, you would know that all you can really do is you could you could certainly take his core. But you wouldn't have the equipment on you to actually mm-hmm. dive into that. You would have to bring it back to your ship and you can kind of get yep. historical logs and all that kind of stuff. But that's still data we could potentially broker later. And the other option is to try to power up his hub so that he can then actually co- provide you that information. That's the other option. So like those are the, sort of the two things first. you would know. So I'll, I'll try and power him up first. Well, the... What I mean is, like, you don't, you need to find it. Like, you have to power up the mainframe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, this is like a drone. Uh, In that case. No, go sorry. ahead. Yeah, perhaps we should not salvage until we know that there is not the other option. That's fair. So I'm imagining, He's like, they, they've all been, like, bent over this like thing after we got it down. And you'll see Marta starting to kind of move and kind of continue scouting around so there's like computer systems and stuff you see there's a bunch of broken monitors that have been utterly they were mounted they've been ripped off and smashed to pieces yeah are there any chairs yeah there's chairs i want to take just one chair and bring it with me sure no problem yep yeah all right i'm good to go you said lead the way Said the monitors have been like smashed, like deliberately, or it looks like they just smashed from falling off of their mounts. Matt, you don't notice any weapons around, but I don't know if there's enough that you could go on to determine intent, since you're just seeing the after effects of monitors on the ground and pieces. Okay. 
So there are a couple other ways out of here that you, when you're looking around Marta, there are what looks like two doors, we'll call it on the far end from where you en entered into this atrium. When you peek into them, you, you see a very large room, a little dark, but you think they might go to the same place. It's just they're kind of entering on opposite ends. You also see another uh, smaller kind of office style door that's, that almost looks like you would you, like a manager's office or uh, some some sort of some sort of sign was up there. You can definitely read office, but you can't see if there's like a, a name of a person attached to it or anything like that. Uh, I would say that if you peek into the one across from where you entered, you would know, you get the sense at least from the the universal signage, like these little these little images that are on the sides of each door, that this is likely some sort of cafeteria or a mess hall. I think we should find information from whoever was in charge. So something that looks like manager office, that is where I will go. Okay. Uh, so you push open that door on your right from coming in and you can see, um, sorry, I just entered something in incorrect. Uh, when you, when you step into here, the first thing you notice is that there is essentially rows and rows of cubicles. Uh, it's not a massive room, but you can see that this was probably a place where at least, a you know, six to 10 people probably worked in had various office space. Um, the cubicles are not in particularly great shape. Some of them are still standing. Some of them have collapsed. Um, you also notice that, um, much like the previous room you're in, there looks to be monitors and stuff around and computers and keyboards here and there. Some are in, some are smashed. Some look like they might be in, in decent shape. But the problem uh, is that there, it appears like everything is covered in this fuzzy black mold. And as you step in, you hear something. You hear... <laughs> Some sort of sobbing or weeping happening. Uh, what's where you you sent out a uh, signal? We are here to rescue. Show yourself. <laughs> I didn't say keep crying. I said show yourself. <laughs> oh, just lack of following instructions is so damn annoying. So like she is going to. Closet. Uh, there is crying going on in here. I'm going to follow after crying if anyone else. Oh, I'll come along. I like it when people cry. Let's go. Okay. Right. Do you... Mm, and she just sort of like pointing with her shotgun in the direction of crying. I'm just bold in here. I'm allergic to bold. Uh, Perhaps he is unable to answer. And then you shoot them. And I throw my chair in that direction. You hear just like this loud shriek. And you still do not show yourself? <laughs> oh, for crying out loud, which you actually are crying out loud. So annoying. Hmm. I wonder, is it possible that people that were here speak a different language? No, because the Joe was speaking in the same language we were. Yeah. Never mind. But that might have just been manufacturer language. And, you know, they just got what they could. 
gun out, Marta's going to continue in the direction of where Ted's chair went flying. Yeah, you... Behind Marta. Okay, the two of you move around the rows of cubicles, and you can see in the corner, the, the far corner of the room from where you entered, there is a woman on the ground. She's cradling something in her hands and just sobbing. <laughs> and you can see a couple feet away, the chair is on the ground. As you come around, she looks up at you. And you can tell there's tears coming down her face. Her face is kind of grimy. Looks like she has on what you would imagine were like the coveralls of this institution. Uh, and as the two of you are looking down, you can see that uh, what she's cradling seems to be a small bundle of electronics. And as she looks at you in, in the eye and as her tears started, you know, continue to fall, her sobbing just turns into like extraordinarily loud shrieks. What do you guys do? Uh, Marta's going to come behind her and just look and make sure she doesn't seem to have any weapons on her and will kind of point to everyone else and down at kind of this bundle that she has to make sure it's not explosives. Is there... Uh, Come, whatever your name yeah. is, this looks like it is going to explode us. I'll, yeah, I'll go up and I'll take a look. Okay, so the two well, of you are going to take a look. I'm just going to go snatch the bundle out of her arms. Okay, the two of you are going to go up. Okay. Yeah. Before uh, you go, I don't it, like how you asked that question, though. I, have a question I, just, <laughs> I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify. Oh, okay. okay. Go ahead, Hendrick. Uh, there's a skill I have called command. Is that kind of like compel? Or is uh, that more... It's just it's a it's just a skill like any other skill. Like if you're trying to, you know, you can use it in any way you think command might be useful. Um, okay, but yeah, it's not it's not say, mind control though. So yeah, yeah, but uh, I wanted to use it kind of as a compelled kind of like communicator, like hey, we're here to help. You know, okay, we'll try that yeah, in a that second. The of two thing. of them just got right up in her face though, so we're gonna resolve sure. that yeah. first. If I may, I was. Hoping yeah, to, before you go, Marta, uh, she may be uh, stressed or in shock. And I have a mylar blanket that sometimes you can wrap around people when they're in shock and hand that to you possibly to help assist you with calming her down. I, I, do, I do not understand. I cannot have weapon pointed at her and put blankets around her at the same time. I, I see. I was approaching the problem from a different angle. I apologize for my impertinence. Are you saying that no, blanket is it's, more it's, important than a weapon drawn? It's not. No, you do you. It's a, it's a great suggestion. Yeah, so we'll let uh, Marta do it her way. Your way is Wait. a good way. She's been I, shrieking I go... <laughs> very loudly this whole time, by the way, just so you guys <laughs> I go with weapon. Uh, Mr. Ted, check weapon. If weapon okay, you bring blanket. Of course. And you don't sneeze there, Mister, with allergies. Yep, and he has his like collar pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Marta, you're going up with gun and or blanket. What? what which one are you going up? Yeah, with? so I'm going up with gun, kind of coming around her, looking to see if she doesn't have anything behind her, and I think Ted is coming up to take the item. Yep. Okay. That's it exactly. I'm going right. to steal it. Uh, Ted, roll a speed test. You got it. 
as you try to steal this bundle that's in her lap. I got a three under 31. You come up, her head turns into the direction of Marta, and she goes to swing out with her fist in the direction of Marta. And in that moment, the bundle falls to the ground, and you manage to snatch it just in time. But then when she turns, after missing Marta, she turns back around, and she sees that you have taken that that bundle from mm-hmm. her eyes grow wide. She uh, sobbing turns to anger and she just lunges herself at you. Oh no. Uh, I'm going to say everybody go ahead right now and make a speed test. If you pass, you can go before she, uh, she goes. If you fail, you go after. I failed. Success. Oh, critical failure. Oh, <laughs> critical failure. <laughs> Oh dear! I'm because I'm holding the safety blanket because <laughs> I was debating whether or not we'd be able to calm her down. Oh wait, I success. Okay, you okay. failed it. So uh, yeah. fail. If I recall, I think in this case it's going to mean you're probably stunned for the first round because it's not so much an ambush, but sort of like a surprise moment. And this I is see. a critical. Fail. I should yeah. put the blanket away. There's no need to waste the resource. <laughs> it's folded up weird. <laughs> I'm, you know? I'm folding the blanket for this entire <laughs> round. Oh, no, it's I like trying to put a map back grace. together. It's like, it's the wrong, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so Hendrik or Marduk, you can go first. What The two you're doing, but you can see she's already ineffectually flailed a punch at Marta, missed, but is now lunging and throwing herself at Ted, who has taken uh, taken her bundle that she has been weeping over. Uh, Marta or Hendrik? Uh, if I go first at... Totally depends on if I can tell if this grime is mold that's on her because oh, I it's, don't want it, to touch it, her. I mean, there's mold the all in the room. That That's unmistakable. Yeah. Uh, she probably has some on it too, yeah? On herself too, yeah. Okay. Uh, Martha has oh. no problem just tackling her <laughs> if you okay. would prefer yeah. not to touch her. I want to try okay. and do the command thing um, to try and just talk her down still at this point. Like, hey, 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 we, uh, we're not here to hurt you. Someone put out a distress beacon. We're here to help. We're the yeah, help. You're, you're going to have to roll at a disadvantage, though, at this point, because Ted just stole her stuff. Uh, so she's okay. pretty upset. So roll at a disadvantage, but you can still roll it. So we'll say that's your, your action as you're trying to talk her down. Yeah. And so if I have a skill bonus in something, does that... Just click on that? the skill, and you'll see when the pop-up comes up, just make sure it's, oh, it's, okay. it's associated with the right stat. Uh, in this case, it would be int, I think. Intellect? Yeah, intellect, I think yeah, that makes okay. sense here. Okay. Okay. Uh, that uh, looks to be... Your target was fail. a 66. Unfortunately, you rolled a 71 and a 68. Uh, mm-hmm. She, As you're you're trying to calm her down, you're trying to be firm, like, yeah, distress call, distress call. But you can tell she's just too angry and she has... She just wants to rip Ted's face off uh, and take back her poor bundle of electronics. Marta, your turn. Uh, Combat and and mothership, by the way, it's just, it's like rounds are like 10 seconds. You can kind of enough time to move a little bit and do an action. It's pretty straightforward. There's different ranges if we get into that. Right now, everyone's probably either immediate, like, you know, right in melee or or nearby. You're in a, you're in a, and nothing to really too worry about in this case. Plenty of places to take cover as well. What do you want to do, Marta? Uh, yeah, so Marta's not looking to do damage to this person. Um, they were just we were concerned about what she was holding. So kind of just a 
kind of a tackle maneuver where I would like to use either my athletics or military training to kind of be able to just sort of like put her in a hold, basically. Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Roll your combat test. And then I can take a plus 10 for... Uh, well, if you roll it from this sheet, you sorry. can just roll... You can just Combat. you can Got just it. roll your Got skill, it. yeah. Uh, that okay. is a seven under fifty six. All right, so you're just you're just trying to grapple. Is that the idea? You're yep. just looking to tackle yep. her. All right. So as she lunges at Ted, you intercept and you take her down to the ground. You bump into one of these these flimsy uh, cubicle walls, which kind of collapse a little bit. Some of the mold goes flying, but you have tackled her to the ground. Uh, it is her turn. So, Marta, you have her wrapped up, like you're like you're looking at her almost like in the face at this point, and you feel something in your stomach area as you just feel something. Ooh. What is happening? Um, just roll, just do a quick little roll here. Don't worry about. Okay, uh, Marta, take eight points of damage. Uh, and you feel this, if you had to sort of describe the sensation, it feels very much like you're being bitten in the stomach and very large bite. Maybe Mr. Jones, uh, air Jones, excuse me, when you were training, maybe you play bite with him has that feel except bigger. Uh, those of you who are looking and watching, you can see that although Marta is is kind of laying down on top and pinning this woman and her arms are absolutely pinned, those of you who are watching watched as her stomach, much like those pods outside, opens up and this huge maw just chomps down right on Marta's uh, torso. Uh, with that... Marta screams a little bit. Oh, yeah. Ted. Uh, you get to go. Uh, Dragon, maybe you're, you're a little bit She's in shock. cheating. Actually, I, I think I'm going to want everyone to make a quick fear test, by the way, as that sure, is pretty horrifying. Fair. Yeah. That that's seems fair. fair. Yeah. Uh, what skill is it for the fear test? It's a oh, save. It's, right uh, it's, fear. Yeah. it's fear off to the right side. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, I, My fear I, is horrible. 24. <laughs> uh, Martha rolled a six under 42. Okay. She, it hurts like hell, but for whatever reason, being the one being bit, she's not afraid. Okay. So if you, if you passed, you're, you've still, you're, you've steeled yourself. You're good to go. If you failed, uh, increase your, take three points of stress as this is terrifying to look at. If you critically three. failed, did anyone critically fail? All right. Then don't worry no. about it. Okay. And so that's what we'll say right now, but you can still, you know, act three. per usual. Ted, you're up. Oh, I run. So okay. what happens when you run out Get of stress? Get out of that room. <laughs> when you run out of stress? Uh, so yeah, whenever you... miss when three it, points and I have two. You That's go your up. starting point. So max... So, so, so you want to increase where it says current. So you want to take your current stress up to five. On your character sheet. Oh. Yeah, just, just okay. change. Okay, I guess... Leave, leave two minimum. So, no, Don't worry about that. Be, you should be at five. Should be at five. What? So do you start at two stress then? You start at mm -hmm. two. Yeah. Yeah. That's why oh, it says okay. minimum. That, yeah. that was confusing me. Okay. 
Okay. There is, when you eventually roll for panic, which you don't have to do right now, but when you eventually roll for panic, uh, that will, if you, that, that's what your stress score is going to determine the bad things that potentially could happen when you panic. Yeah. Okay. okay. And that's why there's a minimum of two. Okay. Like Ted, you're running, Ted, you're running oh, away. Yeah. Are you running back the way you came? Yeah. Yeah, okay, back so you out just into that atrium. Yeah. Bolt the hell out into that atrium. No problem. Uh, Dragon, you fumble with the blanket a little bit, maybe. You're trying to get out of the way. Maybe you just got tangled in it, and that'll we'll say that'll count for the stun. We'll go back to the start then of combat, uh, the start of the combat round. As Hendrik and Marta, you are both uh, able to go here. Marta, you quite clearly feel something biting you in your torso as you hug this woman and pin her to the ground. Uh, this no. And so she would like to, hmm, she doesn't have a knife. She has a shotgun. Um, can she grab? So kind of releasing one of the arms, can she grab whatever this thing is, that's biting her and try to like yank it out of her stomach? No. You're muted. Sorry about that. Your torso is being bitten by her stomach. So there's really it's, nothing for you to grab to pull oh, out. Like yeah. It's almost like oh. the thing. Like we're just mm -hmm. Oh. Well that okay. So then I'm just trying to so pull, gross. push like pull myself away from her. Like extricate myself from her stomach. Is that a thing that I can do? Just Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say since you guys have kind of locked in this grapple, you can do uh, a combat test. This would be fine. If you want to push yourself away, you can do an athletics test or something like that. If you have athletics as a skill, I'll take that too. So I do whatever have you... athletics as a skill. Yeah, I'll take that. Because you're just trying to roll away. Oh, gosh. That is a 42 oh, under 47. Success. Okay, you managed to roll off to the side. Uh, do you stand up? You can stand up if you like. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, you roll off to the side. Uh, you look down and you realize that there is a huge bite mark. Like it's oh, it, it spans the entirety of your torso, uh, right? You know, right below your sternum, a little further down your sternum by your stomach. Like the, her stomach seems to have bitten your stomach. And as you roll over, you can see that there is this woman. And then now, as you look at her, there is now a giant maw in the middle of her torso that is chomping, and she's still looking at you with great anger. Anyone would uh, like to shoot this, please shoot this. I will I will turn things over to Hendrik now. Um This is why I avoid mold. Uh I'm going to have a trank pistol. I feel like that won't help. I just want to like kick her head as hard as I can. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna go for. Um, guess that'd be combat. I don't yeah, know any yeah. Any kind of attack is basically skill. just a combat roll. If you have a skill, great. If not, just roll combat because the combat is a stat. Okay. Okay. I will kick. I fail. 82 over 31. Yes. This is the difficulty of mothership. 
<laughs> sorry, I was. I'm, was it a melee attack or were you shooting? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm she's like on the ground, so I'm just. Trying yeah, to so kick. you can take advantage on that. So since she's on the ground, you can take advantage on that. So if you wanted to oh, roll okay. another one, I'll. If, uh, I'll just yeah. roll one more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. Okay, so Perfect. you're stomping and stomping and stomping around, shifting and moving, shifting and moving. Uh, she just manages to sort of dodge out of the way. She's still scrambling around on the on the ground. I think she's going to have two targets to look at here between Hendrick and Marta. Uh, so I'm going to figure out who she's going to roll. Uh, she's going to attack Marta again. Uh, so she'll stand and she is going to lunge out at Marta. Did you uh, have any armor to soak that? Marta, did you have oh, armor? Oh, that's right. I did have two armor points, so I should okay. be up a Reduced little bit two. higher than I am. Thank you. All right. Uh, and then she's going to lunge at you. Uh, but that's going to fail. She's going to miss with a 72. Uh, she's going to go stumbling past you uh, as you manage to dodge out of the way. And then we're going to turn to Ted and Dragon. Ted, you've ran out of the room. Dragon, you're still here. What do you want to do? It's probably not a good idea to unload a smart rifle and the two of you in melee. Hendrick is my friend that I've known since I came online. I... You can certainly do it, um, but I would say disadvantage if they're in melee. No. Yeah. I would not take that risk. I I suppose I will try and follow suit. <laughs> we'll just okay. all work together to try and curb stomp this thing. Okay. And I would say if you guys are all circling around her at this point and you're just melee attacking, you can take advantage on these attacks. Sweet. Okay. Gain up. <laughs> you rolled a 79 wow. and an 80. Yeah. I did. I, I rolled a 79 <laughs> and an That's 80. Terrible rolling. All right. Wow. Uh, Ted, do you do anything from the atrium? Like, you, there's no one following you. No. Um, you know, I ran away. I got to safety, and I need to check to see if this thing is a bomb. So that would be my only concern. Okay. <laughs> All right. No bombs. No bombs. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, we'll continue on. <laughs> Everything's Hendrick. fine. Everything's great. <laughs> Hendrick and Marta, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I um, have fire. I'm a firearms expert, so I am going to attempt to shoot this thing because I have the utter confidence in my skills. <laughs> combat shotgun. You have a combat shotgun? Okay. Uh you can roll it. It's fine. I'm going to say if you critically fail, uh, one of them is getting, is taking it. Just so you know. That's going to be the fail. Shoot. Uh, firearms is combat, I would assume. And it's oh, disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, I won't say disadvantage because it's a shotgun and you're right up and it's a little different. And I would say then firing a rifle and, and you're right up point blank. Uh, but if you crit fail, bad things. That's a six under 61. Ooh, Marta fantastic. knows how to shoot a gun. <laughs> Roll. What's the damage? Roll your damage for that. I think it just uh, doesn't wound. Oh, what does it say? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you have a shotgun, it probably just doesn't wound. Okay, so you you take the shotgun out. You shove it right into the maw, pull the trigger, and she erupts. You essentially saw her in half. The maw splits right down the middle, and the, the top part of the torso falls down. The legs tip over. You've ripped her in half, and she appears to no longer be moving. 
You, you don't, don't, you do not bite me in the stomach. What is this place? This but, place is terrible. However, <laughs> you've clearly demonstrated the shotgun is preferable to the blanket. She did not bite me with her mouth. She bit me with her stomach. This is not a thing. I saw this. It was terrifying. Tendrick, I think you have the right idea. The... Cover your mouth. That just yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm leaving my like shirt up okay. above my mouth. Covering your mouth. Yeah, no problem. And I'm going to like kind of stomp out the halves just a little bit. Make sure they're not still moving. Absolutely. Yeah, you'll take a minute just to continue grinding your foot down into her until she is no more. Absolutely. We should likely evaluate what Ted ran out of the room with. It was of some importance to this thing. Please throw Ted. Was that Uh, a bomb? No, it wasn't a bomb. Likely it may be some form of power source or something of that nature that the plant covets. Do you think she I'm, was genuinely sad because perhaps it was some some a, a bit of something like you that she appreciated perhaps. and then lost? Uh, plants and trees will grow in the direction of light and show a preference for it. So mayhaps this is a variant of that same behavior. Could you hold still there for a second, Marta? Uh, as I'm going to poke her with my sample kit, like right where she got bit. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh. <laughs> um, Ow. Was that absolutely necessary for your sciences? Yes. And I'll put the kit back away. (laughs) Checking. Ted, when you unwrap the bundle and look at the electronics more carefully, it's most certainly not a bomb. It is a series of uh, what looks like computer parts, boards, things like that, that have been fused and stick together. There are little vines and roots that have wrapped around. It almost kind of makes the, like a picture of a, like a, like a little doll of a person that's like 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 half plastic and metal from oh. pieces of a computer and like the the vines and roots and stuff are like kind of binding it together kind of creating a bit of hair nice well, good news everyone it's not creepy at all <laughs> I don't believe you Good. and i just hey, uh, poke the I'm little sorry. doll around the door Perfectly safe and friendly. Just shake it a little bit. I don't like that. Uh, f- while I was getting my sample kit, I seem to have forgotten I have a bioscanner that can detect life around us. Uh, so I'm going to start using that. Okay. Uh, so in the room, you t- obviously you detect yourself, uh, but what you can tell is that there does appear to be other life elsewhere in the uh, in the actual compound. Now, it's not a motion sensor, so it's not the type mm-hmm. of thing where, like, alien, where it's like, blip, 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 but you can sense the right. fact that there are living things within this uh, multiple, you would say. Okay. Can tell what, can tell the location of the signs of life, but not what the life is within 100 mm-hmm. meters in all directions. Yeah, so you can tell that there are, there appears to be some on the level that you're currently at, but not in this room. If you had to do triangulation, you would think it might be in that mess hall cafeteria direction. Uh, you also would be able to sense that there's some below you as well. Okay. I'll uh, relay that to everyone. It's like, looks like we're going to have more friends in the mess hall and below us. Oh, that's so, great news. 
In this office area, there appears to be two, in addition to the door that you came in, there's two other doors on opposite sides. Uh, one uh, looks to be uh, broken down off the hinges a bit, uh, and then the other one looks to be very, very, you know, very much sturdy and in place. Uh, there's a little bit of spores now that have kind of released with all of the the combat and the scrambling around. So you're some of you are having to hold in coughs here and there. Even dragon, your your receptors are still probably getting a little affected by it. So occasionally you guys are coughing a bit here and there, uh, and it is kind of a, a, a musty, kind of gross looking uh, room. There are that you now as you're looking around. There does do appear to be computers in here that um, that definitely appear to be intact, unlike some of the other places. Uh, but without any power, uh, you know, going to them, you can't really boot them up. Is there like a first aid kit, like a kind of like a nurse room, something like that? I, I'm looking for like any sort of no, not room here. that'll have. This is very much just an office space uh, with a series mm-hmm. of cubicles. This I, is definitely I, for people pushing files and things. Yeah. Okay. Marta would like to go to the closed door. As you go to the closed door, it, it's definitely locked, and you can tell that it seems to have some kind of electrical lock, like it's some sort of secure door. Uh, you can't figure out exactly how to open it without there being power. Again, it's it's the power issue here. Much like the much like coming in when you came into the the bunker itself, that door was was sort of jammed in kind of a security position. So until you can kind of feel some power into this, you probably wouldn't be able to do anything with it. All right. It seems perhaps priority is turning on power. These doors, who knows what danger is behind them. And I, I cannot, I am strong. I am not that strong. Right. Well, uh, didn't you say there's life forms underneath? When did you come back in the room? Good gracious, I have told you, make noise when you walk. Do not do that. I don't like to. I like everyone to be surprised when they see me every time. I have told you not to be surprised if I stick my shotgun in your belly next time you do that. It's very funny. I appreciate the joke. It's really great. Oh, you've been bit, though. That's too bad. (laughs) We should go to the cafeteria because I bet there's some stuff in there we could use to patch you up. You're going to shove food in? That's not how food gets in stomach. Not that way. No, it's that old thing. When someone gets hurt, you always salt the wounds. I want to turn on the stupid computers. I don't think that's going to be in the cafeteria. Oh, then we should go downstairs then. You do see that attached to this, if you guys look over towards where that other door is, it's kind of broken off the wall a bit. Um, You can, there's sort of like a, a smell emanating from there, but you see that it has that kind of universal sign on the wall generator power room. Hmm. What's going there? That way. Did, uh, did my, my bio scanner ping anything in that room? Nope. No, it did not. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's, See if we can get the power back on. Excellent idea. Yeah. Okay. When you head in, head through that broken door, you kind of, it's again, it's hanging off the hinges. You just sort of gently move it so that it doesn't completely fall and, and rattle. There's definitely a, the smell of some kind of electrical fire, like burn fuses and things like that. You do see a massive generator in the middle of this room. 
when you when you look around, there definitely is a large slot on the back wall that looks like there's a label that says emergency power. Let's scan the room first. Or just look around. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anything in particular you you're looking at? Just look around and make sure something doesn't jump us while we focus yeah. on this. Looking around, if you're keeping a close eye on things, you don't really see any movement in here other than yourselves. Uh, ceiling's a little tall. You can tell it's kind of covered, much like the atrium and the other rooms mm -hmm. that you've seen. Like There's a lot of vegetation that's just kind of making this, this full blanket uh, on the ceiling. But you don't really see anything moving around. Um, the generator looks like it's been fairly torn apart. Like somebody mm. has, has kind of messed around with it a bit. Um, and there's also, you can tell that the, the terminal in the back where that large slot is, is looks to be like it's missing whatever kind of power insert, like a, like probably a fusion mm. battery or something like that needs to go in. Well, good news and bad news. We found the generator, but we don't have what it takes to get it working. At least not that I can make out offhand. Well, let me take a look at it. Maybe I can cobble something together. So if you look at the generator, Ted, you can see that you're pretty confident that this thing is unsalvageable. Um, mm -hmm. Emergency power is probably still you can probably still do that if you get that bat that get the proper battery, but the generator itself is, is been burnt out. And not only that, when you oh. look inside, there are three mangled and burned bodies inside the generator. Well, that's exciting. What is exciting? Oh, there's people in here. Like pe live people. I thought, I thought oh, Hendrick no. said there were no, not live, just probably people. not live people. Do they have the uh, correct number of orifices? It's very well, let difficult. me climb in there and check. You climb in. To check that. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely like uh, uh, Star Wars when Luke comes back, visits hmm. aunt and uncle. It's that kind of black burned <laughs> oh. shard. Sorry if I spoiled, you know, uh, what was it? Twenty seven. I hadn't got to that part yet. 30. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm old. 37-year-old movie? Oh, dear oh god. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the raid. 20 sides to every story. I was just doing math in my head. That was rough. <laughs> oh, I, goodness. Mr. Ted, what what you find interesting is always concerning to me. They cannot power this, though. No. I'll poke one of the corpses' heads up above the sight line and just like, uh, this is ghastly. super interesting. You are strange men. It's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, yeah, the generator's just dead as can be. We'll have to get the fusion battery to put in the emergency backup, and then we can turn the lights on. Okay, so new priority, like find battery. I would say, Dragon, and you're doing your skirt around the room. You also notice there's a small storage closet, too. I'll check the closet. Good side. It's pretty, uh, definitely appears to be uh, a lot of detritus in here. 
Uh, but you're not really paying attention to that because, like, right there on the on the ground, you can see that there is a dead body uh, slumped against the wall. You can see that the head has been utterly destroyed by a gunshot. Pistol is in hand, uh, still. You can see, like, in the uh, in the the pocket, there's a little bit of paper sticking out, and uh, you can see that they have a small bag not not sl- not over their shoulder, but on the ground next to them in the midst of all the debris. That is incredibly sad. I'll immediately begin to take the gun and the ammunition and the bag. Yeah, there, there's a pistol. So you can go ahead and drag a pistol over. And there's a, uh, there, we'll say there's like a clip worth of, uh, of bullets. Or does, Hendrik, do you have a weapon? I've got a tranquilizer, which I don't think will do much. I don't have anything. Seeing. I'll take a gun. No. No. Oh, I, I think you're fine. Uh, M- oh, Mr. I'll give Finn, him my tranquilizer. Were there, were there names on, if we have Don't. to, uh, were there names on the, when you were making puppet with dead person, oh. was their name? I, I'll, I didn't I'll look. swat your hand before you give the tranquilizer to Ted. Oh. <laughs> no. Okay. I'll tell I'll you what, I'll go back up and I'll check to see if they have name tags on. So I'll climb back in the Jenny and I'll throw the three corpses out. Good. Unfortunately... There are no name tags They're on these. Just completely charred. Yeah. While he's gone, Martha will turn to Henrik and say, "Under no circumstances are you to give that man a weapon. Do you understand?" It's fair. <laughs> okay. No, no names. Oh, okay. So, so, so sad. Oh. There, there are no names. Mister Dragon was their name on that one in the closet. I'm currently looking to see if there's any identifying or interesting information. Is this yeah, I- a revolver. Uh, yeah, revolver's fine. Uh, okay, so Dragon, you said you were looking for any identifiable... Uh, yeah, if inform- there's anything in the bag or anything like uh, that. Well, in the bag, you find what appears to be a fusion battery. Uh, and you also notice that uh, if there's there's a couple other you know papers and things, cl- change of clothes, that kind of stuff. Uh, there is a note in the pocket when you kind of just very carefully fish that note out. Uh, it's handwritten... And it's like what looks to be on the back of of some sort of uh, some sort of like purchase order. It's mm-hmm. kind of faded over time, uh, and it's like like it's like the scrawl is very very messy, and it's got little bits of uh, little bits of blood on it, uh, long dried. And it says, "I lost myself. I am sure this is not me." He was a poet. Or perhaps the plant life overcame him at a, in a fashion to which he was not fully aware until it was too late. That's perhaps it likely. is um, like the creepy zombie ant thingies. You, you scientists and the things that you do, I just don't understand. There are enough dangers in the world without you all making other things that can kill us too. Oh, I'm gonna well, check the gun to see if it's like missing one round, and then kind of look at it. It is the in fact and... missing one round. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it is. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we're in a maintenance area, right? Yeah, you are in a, a generator room, and then there is like a storage closet where you found the body. Sure. Like yeah. on the I'll siding the of and... the generator or anything, is there like a? You know, they'll have like ladders that you can go up for access. 
Yeah, it's not. Uh, the generator itself looks to have suffered a significant yeah. amount of damage. Uh, I'm not worried about fixing anything. I just need like something I can get some leverage because uh, I'm going to take one of these burnt corpses and kind of like stick it in there so I can pop an arm off and I'll have a club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, oh, that's cool. easy enough. Yeah. Hey, look, everyone, I got a weapon now. <laughs> you got to hand it to me. Took the Pretty oh. good thinking. Yeah, okay. You you did. You solved your own problem. Good for you, Ted. I'm a problem I'll go solver. put the battery in so we can at least have emergency power. Thank when you. you. When you plug, uh, when you take the, the battery, insert it into that slot, uh, you do see that, like, there's a terminal right next to it that suddenly mm. powers on. And you see, a like, a little input screen come on. Oh, excellent. I wonder what I, that information would be. I want to go out into the, like, atrium and be there and just kind of see how the facility reacts to emergency sure. power. Okay. Like, I want to be out there when the switch gets flicked. Okay. You know, uh, so Andrew goes out to the atrium. Go ahead, Ted. It's, it's kind of dangerous for anyone to go alone. And now that I can defend myself, I'll go with him just to make sure he stays safe. Uh, okay, so Dragon, you see the input come up as Ted and Hendrick mm-hmm. go back to the atrium, and you can see that there's uh, there's like kind of it takes you a second, but then you realize the Joe the, that Android Joe. You type mm-hmm. in one two three three, yeah. and you definitely see that power begins to sort of flow into the area. Some light starts coming on. This sort of dim red light. Uh, Hendrick, Ted, Marta, all of you kind of see this in the various rooms that you're in. Um, I will say Hendrick, Ted, uh, out in the Mm -hmm. atrium, other things you see, you hear the sounds of like a door or metal kind of grind slam, grind slam, grind slam, grind slam. And Hendrick, Ted, you see that like that door that you guys came into the facility with is like in this constant slate of trying to close and it just can't quite do it, largely because it's bent. Um, okay, so yeah, I would say that's what that's what you guys immediately see. Is there kind of like a an override on that door now to make it stop trying? If you head over as you kind of get up to it, um, what did you guys do with the android? I know you took it took him down. Did you take him with you, or did you? I think we just left him there. I think yeah. we left him there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We chose not to like rip the core out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. So as you kind of walk in there, uh, so so where are Mart? Let me get let me get to figure out, figure out where everyone is first. So Martyr Dragon, you guys are in the in that room, the generator room still. Ted mm-hmm. and Hendrick, you went ba- you went out. Um. You would notice that. Yeah, you would notice the Android sort of like starting to to boot back up. Basically, is what you're seeing. You're seeing some some basic movement and such come in. Um, Marta and Dragon, what do you do now? Does this is this a panel where it's just you type in the code just to be able to turn things on, or does it look like there's actually access to some sort of you know terminal? Like, there's more than just. Could I get information through this or get into? Anything else? Or is it just like plugging the code, turn it on? 
so you can probably i would say without any real uh without any actual role necessary you you can see first of all a facility layout like that's definitely mm-hmm. something you can bunch up on this on this uh on this monitor um so you can see that there's a few levels below uh you see things like decontamination cryo lab mm-hmm. uh various other various other labs and such below um you can see that there is a uh, like a like some sort of memo pinned into into here that that was sort of broadcast to most of the most terminals in the station or most people or whatever user entry you might have had it says uh prototype ai responding strangely to specimen 42 42 has somehow created a bridge of sorts between itself and the AI. Is it attempting to communicate? Uh, and you also notice that there is kind of an AI mainframe at the deepest por- portions of, of the facility as well, that you can see that on the, uh, on your, your facility map. Mm. And it, it responded to something 42. Yeah. It says specimen 42. 42 has somehow there, created a bridge of sorts between itself and the AI. Is it attempting to communicate? Is there a level that indicates where they might be storing specimens? Uh, there's definitely like everything seems to, there seems to be like an elevator system mm-hmm. uh, that you, that was probably the other direction that you went. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that seems to go and take you all the way down to those facilities. So it looks like there's uh, vat storage, uh clone storage uh mainframe um decontamination and cryolab okay what i believe you are correct i think somebody has created something terrible apparently they had an ai that interacted strangely with something they were experimenting with i'm going to guess subject 42 was some form of plant life you are very smart mr dragon i do believe that would make sense where should we go to next should we go rescue people in cafeteria? I'm quite concerned to wonder if there's even anybody to rescue, but I would assume maybe we should go destroy the AI. I do like that because we tried to rescue that woman and she her her stomach bit me in stomach and I'm not looking to do that again. So we go we go downstairs. Indeed. Also, may I share something with you while it's just the two of us? Yes, what is that? I think Ted needs to have an accident. I would agree with you. He's he is I have I have seen many things in my line of work and he speaks with soft voice, but that voice is entirely too creepy. I agree. I've tried to modulate my expectations of what is fascinating to match what he says, but I think perhaps he's simply wrong on many levels. I, I, I would agree. I are, are we okay to leave him with uh, the science one for a bit of time? Of course. We no. <laughs> I just like to be agreeable. Uh, okay, then we should all move together and look for opportunity to, uh, you know, end that particular experiment. Agreed. Okay. Uh, so, where do you two want to go? I mean, I think we kind of want to go down and, dis- and destroy yeah, where the uh, the, the eyes. So, 
you would know at this point, Dragon, the whole layout the facility. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that this generator room connects to the office. There is a security door between the office and what appears to be like the hall that has the access elevators. The atrium connects to the cafeteria and a kitchen that also connects to the elevator uh, as well, elevator hall. So there's a couple different ways to get to get to there. Uh, you know that Ted and Hendrick tra went, just went back to the atrium at this point. You guys don't actually have radios and such. There are those things in game, but you guys don't actually have those types of things. Uh, so. Uh, Mr. Ted and Mr. Hendrick, we have found a map. We are going downstairs. Does that oh. mean you're go you don't have the radio? So are you going and telling them that or are you? Okay. Yeah. Like kind of like, like head out. Okay, uh, you oh. move into the office room, that office space, and you hear this loud banging against that secure door that you had tried to open, Marta, and you can see that the metal is like actively pushing inward. You can see it's almost <laughs> something is trying to like push it down uh, and going the opposite direction into the atrium is where Ted and Hendrick went. I had forgotten about that door now that we have computer back on. I stand with gun, you open door. Of course. <clears throat> okay. You open the door uh, and you see, as you open the door, wow. Uh, I didn't think you guys opened the door. Uh, you open the door <laughs> and you see as are you trying to open it like to time it so that like it opens and pushes through or are you trying to time it like like it's like how, what's your timing going to be i would say backwards so okay. well i don't know what would you say Dre? yeah like i like the idea of like let it stumble forward and you'll be prepared to yeah yeah that works okay so you gotta open the door and you see as it's lunging forward, like as it just recoiled and now you're, you're trying to like kind of take the rug out from under it, so to speak. And so it tum stum tumbles in. Is that the idea? Mm hmm. OK, you see like just tumbling into the doorway and almost squeezing through it. This almost elephant size amalgamation, this nightmarish looking thing of what appears to be a series of screaming androids that have been stitched together and there's this mass oh. of thorny tendrils and all of them are just uh, are just screaming and like almost echoing in this choir you hear we know you're there we don't want to hurt you Run! as it pushes in uh, both of you, <laughs> since you're here, can go ahead and make a fear test. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I have to make a fear test from the hallway. <laughs> oh, 39 under 42. Wow, that I have an 85 tough. fear and I still fail. Oh, man. Oh, no. It's androids. They got to you. It's android heads. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my. Dragon, go ahead and roll a panic test. Okay. So just click on the stress uh, button on your character sheet since you failed. Okay. I think it's probably safe to switch over to that one. All right, you succeeded. So you're not gonna get you're not gonna get any crazy effect. So you're good to go. If you failed, then there's like a, there's a, a chart where so the basically the way panic works is that the higher that your stress goes, you roll a d20 for panic, and 
You only ever suffer the effects if your stress level is above whatever you roll in the panic. Mm -hmm. So the worse you get, the more mm -hmm. and like you could potentially have terrible things happen. But you succeeded. You hold your nerve. The two of you, uh, you are ready for this. We're not going to roll initiative. And we're just going to say the two of you can go ahead and do something. Uh, those of you that were in the atrium, I would imagine you hear screaming as well. And you're not that far away. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> my um, I had I had shotgun ready, so I shoot shotgun. All right, go right ahead. I'm going to be running towards the sound. Okay. I think you I'll know, also I got this fire. new arm I have to try out. I'll go too. <laughs> uh, oh, dear, that is 90 over 61. Okay. Um, that is a fail as you fire away. And the thing is, is this thing is might be very huge, but it is a tangled mess of things. And you see all sorts of androids that are stitched together. Some that look like that Joe that you saw before. You can see bits of their circuitry that are uh, kind of ripped free from underneath their, their faux skin. Others, you can see that there's tendrils of, of uh, some sort of thorny like vine that's ripping through their torso and kind of coming out the side. And you can see their, uh, they're, they're kind of fiberglass ribs that have been fractured. And so when you fire the gun, you're just sort of firing at a tangle. And although you certainly hit it cause it's huge, you don't hit it in such a way that is actually going to cause uh, any real sort of damage. Uh, Marta, I am not the combat expert. However, might I suggest retreating fire? Now are you speaking so calmly? This thing is screaming and it is quite distressing. I'm quite terrified on the inside. However, I don't want to mimic its screaming. <laughs> Please don't let it assimilate me. <laughs> I will not. I would much rather be ended. I will do that if I need to. You have my Thank word. Thank you. Also, if you have to do that, Please still make sure Ted has his accident. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Marty, you took your shot. It I'll hits, try but as it well. doesn't do anything. Dragon, you're going to take a shot as well? Okay. I'll try. All right. Just kind of like backing away, firing into it. But I don't want to stay in the room with it. Oh, I made it. Wow. All right. You. you do, in fact, hit. Go ahead and uh, what's your damage on that? 2d10. Yeah, roll your 2d10. Let me know you do. Uh, nine. Nine points. Okay. Not enough to do a wound, but you do see, unlike Martha's shot, that you tag it in this torso of one of these androids. Maybe a part of you maybe even feels guilty about that, but you see this rupture happen, and the voice is an echo. Like, ah, we don't want to hurt you. Run. Uh, and, and there's like, there's like a dozen voices. Either. Please be quiet. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So you're shooting and you're, and you're, and you're backing up, which is probably not enough to run fully out of the room since you took the shot. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's going to get a chance at you then. That's and totally it is okay. going to focus on you actually. Uh, it's That's I'm gonna roll understandable. Random. You see as it become, as, as it kind of starts like moving towards you in this sort of this gelatinous way, it's going to shoot these tendrils, these swirling tendrils, a mix of, of actual vines wrapped around with some sort of electrical cord. You see the, the sort of faux intestinal tracks that are ripping free from some of these uh, android, android torsos that are all kind of weaving around in this, this uh, kind of crazy swirling mass. Uh, it's going to attempt to swing at you. Oh. 
Uh, 62 under 70 is a success. Okay, so when this thing hits, let me see. That's a high combat score. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. We made a good choice. Okay. It was 10.30. We needed to just do... <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> roll. I need you to roll, Dragon, a body save. Okay. Yes. Oh, critical success. Critical. Nice. Okay. No, 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 no. So you are, you're still going to take damage, but you don't get absorbed by it because you can see it essentially tries to move and wrap and pull you in and grapple you. You're not grappled. You're still going to take some damage. Uh, you're still going to take 15 points of damage, however, as you are just oh lacerated gosh. with the whips, but they aren't able to wrap around you and pull you into it. Okay. Well, I had three armors, so fortunately I only take 12 points. Okay. 12 <laughs> points, which isn't enough for a wound, I don't think, for you, right? No, I'm, okay. I still have two health left. Okay, so you are not Mostly I'm just wounded. happy I'm not absorbed into this thing. Yeah. At this point, we'll say as you're running back, you bump into Ted and Hendrick, I think, who are running. Were, were you guys running in? Yeah. Was that fair? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, the two of you coming from the atrium, <laughs> the two of you see this disgusting amalgamation that just nearly absorbed Dragon. It's like just has its his, its thousands eyes set on Dragon. Marta's behind it. The two of you can go ahead and roll fear saves now. Okay. You see this, and okay. then you can. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. yeah, I really failed that one. I got a ninety-one. Bo both of you, go <laughs> ahead and roll stress. Okie dokie. Or roll panic. So roll your stress and see how you do. Okay, I, think I panicked. All right, so uh, Hendrick, what? Um, What's your current, your stress is, yeah. So you're basically just a coward. Uh, you, that's your, that's your, you gain that condition. So anytime you try to engage right. in violence, you have to make a fear save. And if you fail, you flee. Okay. Okay. And so uh, are there taken off you. conditions I can drag? Okay. I see uh, that th now. There might be a couple. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Okay. Uh, and then it looks like Ted, you're all right. You passed. Does that yes. count for no, the current? No. You can go ahead and roll a fierce. I would say no. This we're not gonna. You just took it. You're here already. I'm not gonna make you roll another one. So we'll say okay. from here on out. Okay. Ted and Hendrick, though, you can you can do something. What would you like to do? Uh, I just got the shiny new gun. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot the gun at this thing. Okay, go right ahead. Uh, I doubt I'll be able to hit, but we'll see. Um, I'm assuming it's gonna do. Combat automatically. It does. Yeah, it's a success. Wow. 331. You do one whole point of damage to it. Uh, well done. You hit it. Awesome. You just come in and you start firing away. Uh, and you do I hit it. I feel like it. I shoot off one of its like tentacles. It's like a little tiny nowhere little tip near the, of the tentacle just kind of flies off. Yeah. Uh, Ted, what would you like to do? Uh, well, how much room is there for me to the closest door that I can close between it and I? So there's the one you just came in, the atrium, uh, -huh. uh which is where Dragon was fleeing to and where you and Hendrix just came from. It 
and then you have to you'd have to go past it over to where Marta's standing to get to the next closest, which was that sealed door that just opened when the power came on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I am going to distract this thing by giving it some food, maybe. And I'm going to throw my brand new shiny arm at it. Okay. Um, roll. I mean, do you just want to distract <laughs> it? Is that all you're trying to do? That's all I'm trying to do. Just trying to give everyone else a chance to escape. Okay. I will uh, I will say then player. that on its next attack, because you managed to, to distract it, I'll give it like disadvantage on its, its attack. As you happen to, to hit it in a, in a very central location. Nice. Uh, we'll go to the so glad start, I can help. start of the round then. And it'll be Marta and Dragon. Uh, the two of you got the jump on this thing. So we'll just maintain that one. And then it'll be its turn. And then it'll be Ted and Hendrick. So Marta or Dragon. Dragon, you're right next to this thing. Marta, I'll say you're nearby. So you're still a couple steps mm. away. What do you want to do? If I full-on run, could I reach a point where there's like a door or some sort of like place where I could turn around and be out of this thing's reach? Uh, and if you turn around and run, you could probably run th like out because you're right next to the door to leave. So you could probably run mm -hmm. out the atrium back through the front door. You can probably do that. Or you can run into the cafeteria. That's the other option. No, I'm not running into the unknown. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think Dragon is quite unsettled and is going to get as far away as possible. He does not want to be assimilated at all. Okay. All right. So are you so you're running like out out the atrium? Okay, outside. Okay. Uh, Marta, I'm Marta, terribly sorry, but I have to go. No, it it is okay. I understand. You 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 should run. I will I will shoot at it for both of us. Okay. Uh Marta, um what uh go ahead and roll. If you're just gonna shoot at it, go ahead and roll. Ted yeah, I'm going to shoot and then try to go backwards. Though? Do you care about Ted? It sounds like you were trying to have him have an accident. <laughs> I mean, not oh, no. now while he might still be valuable. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I'm a team player. Okay. It's true. <laughs> All right, Marta, go ahead and roll that attack then. Uh, no, that is a 83 over 61. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just again, you're just, you're struggling to find the portion of this creature that, that your damage would actually be useful against. It's um, like trees are 90% there. And she like, she's shooting while she's running backwards. So she is kind of trying to go in the direction the dragon was, but it's like a running okay. backwards kind of a thing, not running straight. Don't forward. shoot the tentacles. It doesn't seem to care about that. I don't think it would be running backwards. You would have to be running forwards. Is it because dragon backed up, it ran towards dragon. You kind of were behind it. So you're kind of chasing it. Okay. That makes the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. It's its turn. And, it doesn't care about any of you. It's going to uh, lumber very slowly, clumsily uh, through the door here uh, and into the atrium. Now, as the camera shifts into the atrium, we see Dragon running as fast as he can. Uh, we see the door uh, that you guys had to sl you know, slip through. Dragon, as you run into it, uh, and try to go through it, there is a fairly massive explosion uh, that suddenly occurs. Marta, you can hear this but can't see it. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and roll 3d10 really fast here. 
Is, is this what you and Chuck have been messaging each other about this whole time? I see you it's, type, 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 look each other. I don't that know is how eight, to write. 18 I points mean. of damage. Okay, I definitely oh, take a wound. Dear. Okay, so for wounds then, if you took a wound, there is in the rollable tables section, there is a... There's a wounds table folder, and there is you would you would be rolling from the fire and explosives table. Do you see it? Go down. Uh, fire and explosives, yes. Yeah, go ahead and give that a roll. Okay. Well, it's being a little slow on me. I apologize. Yeah, no worries. Man. Here we go. Okay. See what horrible nonsense. Not so bad. Not so bad. That's actually really really good. Shrapnel and a large burn. As you as you take the step, you are just bursts into flame uh, as this the, the whole front of the, the bunker just sort of kind of bends in on itself and you take a whole mess load of shrapnel and burn and kind of go ca- you know scattering down uh, right near the the entrance way. This thing is very slow so it's not able to it's not able to necessarily catch up with you on this turn but you can see it's definitely coming for you uh, and you are uh, you are just took an explosion and are probably on the ground at this point, I would say. Fortunately, um, I have a Mylar blanket to help me put out the flames. <laughs> <laughs> so how do wounds work? Is it just like once you run out of health, you're guaranteed to take one wound and next time you yeah. take damage, you take another wound? Is it- uh, so each wound is ha- has a n- number of health equal to whatever your health score is. And so once you deplete that amount of health, you take a wound. And so if you take one wound, then you start depleting the next, the, you know, your next chunk of health. So, you know, you know oh, so like you like reset your health back up. back up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. But whenever you take a wound, you have to roll on the injury table. Like I said, like some of those injuries are really bad. Shrapnel and a large burn, that ain't nothing. Like there are some really bad ones. Just ask Ashley. Ashley rolled, uh, got shot in the head, died. Uh, she used like some audience dice to re-roll it. Uh, got shot in the head and died again. Uh, so uh, wow. it's pretty rough. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Yeah. And uh, and it would have surprised anyone to learn that Stephen was the one who shot him. So no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound like him, right? Okay. True statement. All right. So uh, so that was its turn. It is now out in the atrium, closing in on Dragon, who just took a massive explosion. He's on the ground, fire everywhere. Marta, you hear the explosion. You hear something shaking. Uh, but it's Ted and Hendrick's turns at this point. Um, is this thing like chasing after us now? Or? No, it ignored you completely and it was going after Dragon. It had no interest in you whatsoever. Purely going after Dragon? Purely okay. going after Dragon. It's just you, Ted, and Marta in this office space room. Just oh. the three of you. Well, that thing's very scary and I do not like it. So I'll go ahead and just pull out my Trent gun and shoot Marta. Okay. Uh, roll your attack. Um, let's see. Marta, I'm going to say roll it at advantage. Marta has been chasing after this creature. Explosion just happened. She didn't know it was coming. So she's probably mm-hmm. a little rattled. Go ahead and roll Go ahead and roll your, your, your attack at advantage, I think. She is, is focused on trying to test? save Dragon. Uh, it should be a combat test. Like basically oh, all attacks I are combat that. tests. Um, 
Either way I spin it. Okay. That You've... is definitely a fail. Yeah. And not only that, Marta, you notice that Ted just tried to fire this syringe at you. Uh, but it's not oh. your turn. It's Hendrick's turn. Hendrick, what would you like to do? Okay. So there's a thing charging. Ted no, just shot at that, Marta. That's out of the room completely. That's gone and away. Oh, so it's it's just the three of us. Oh, it's just, just the, the three, three of us in this room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just and you, you just watched Ted try to shoot Marta. And I Ted. did just watch Ted try to shoot Marta. And Marta. <laughs> Did uh, were you filled in? Did uh, I'm the good? Yeah. Did Chuck fill you in on the the whole? Okay. Now would yeah. be that opportune moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I have to do, I guess. You got. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Really. Uh, <laughs> I level the revolver at Marta and take a shot. Okay, oh, damn. sounds great. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Let's hope you can shoot as good as the one next to you. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing. Like, it, it, advantage as, like, sh you are not prepared for your team to suddenly turn no. you here. Yeah. No. Not just one. I mean, I mean Ted, maybe, but not Hendrick. Right? <laughs> well, I'm yeah. rolling this with advantage? You said yeah, yeah, you can roll again. You, yeah. go again. you rolled it once. Oh, and you okay. Failed, so you got to roll it again. Difference is, is... Not twice, just once. Uh, oh. well, no, it's good. 15, 15 success, he's okay. good. Eight points yeah. of damage there, Marta. As you get, sh like, mm. as you dodge, as you turn and you see a syringe flying past you and sticking into one of these cubicle walls, you look at Ted. Ted's just got his normal shit inning grin on. I don't know what happened. It just went off in my hand. You feel something pierce the back, uh, your back, as oh. a gun gunshot goes off. Eight points of damage, Marta. Yep, I've got two armor points, so that brings me down to three in my uh, current. I think you so, used your armor no already yet. before. No, you used your armor already yeah. before. Oh, if, it's, if it's, it's just one a one. And done. It's one time. Yeah, you, it's, okay. it's, it's fine. not one and done. Like it's, but it, but if it, ex, if the damage you take exceeds mm -hmm. your armor, it will destroy it. But if you keep taking damage under your armor, your armor continues to block. Yeah, it's so like that one point uh, revolver shot wouldn't have done anything exactly. while you still had it. Absolutely. Mm. So what does that mean then for you if you take eight points of damage, Marta? Are you good to go still? Yeah, I'm still good. Okay. Well, it's your turn now, as it is the top of the round. Marta, <laughs> it is your turn. You're getting shot at by your teammates. Dragon, uh, also your turn. You just, uh, like, explosion just happened as you were trying to leave. Uh, you can see this thing. You're on the ground, burns. You know, you're, you're okay. You're intact. You took some wounds this horrible amalgamation is still chasing after you yelling that it's trying to, it's not trying to hurt you just run and you hear a couple gunshots go off okay just double checking my math i have 15 health mm -hmm. i took nine the first time minus which two. wouldn't have taken anything off oh it was nine minus two the first time yeah okay. the first time that's what that's what mm -hmm. destroyed your armor so you would have taken seven the first okay. time and you would have taken eight the second time mm -hmm. so i'm straight at Zero of fifteen. So that's, that's a wound. Yeah, it's a okay. wound. Right. So go Just ahead, go ahead and there. roll from the from the uh, the what's it called the gunshot, gunshot wound. Yeah, table. Okay, you're shot. You're bleeding. So bleeding plus two, which means you're going to take two points of damage every round until that bleeding is staunched with something that can staunch it. 
Uh, Aim's right for that abdomen. Great job. You are you 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 are asshole, but I think he put you put you up to this, so I'm gonna shoot Ted. Top row versus bottom row. That's what we got going on here. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh Marta, you're gonna turn and you're gonna shoot at Ted. Go ahead. Absolutely. You're kind of hurt. You want me to patch that up? You stay the hell away from me. (laughs) (laughs) That is an eight under sixty-one. Martha knows how to shoot gun. You take a, you just straight up take a wound as it's it was a straight up wound. It's an auto so, wound. So Ted, go ahead and roll a wound for gunshot. Oh my gosh. Do I actually have to count shots with this thing? Don't worry about it for this. For the okay. I don't care. It's <laughs> like crap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Marty, describe, describe what just happened. Describe what just happened. <laughs> so straight to the point. Wow. Oh, no. So, so Martha kind of takes the shot in the abdomen where she already oh. took this like major bite earlier from Hendrick, but he's like science guy and like whatever. He's not the creepy one. And so she just takes her shotgun and just looks at Ted and is like, you, you must have been behind this um, and just pulls the trigger and like face full of buckshot. Yeah. You see as his head explodes, and he falls to the ground. You notice that it's not red blood that pours out of him, but this sort of other discoloration. And you can see that there's something about the skin and about the bones that don't quite look like they, they look fibrous in some way. Yeah, you're not sure. And you've seen Ted bleed red blood before, but not this time. What the hell is going on? You do not get any closer to me, Mr. Hendrick. <laughs> the guy who shot her. <laughs> All right, dragon. Dragon, I'm, it is your turn, buddy. I'm doing the thing where I'm like in a panic, like scooting back on the ground, hoping that there was the door that maybe, hoping this thing will get stuck as it's coming at me. Just grabbing his gun and shooting at it because he's terrified. I trying think- to get up. So the explosion happened. I think you can roll a speed test if you want to try mm-hmm. to squeeze out of this. So as your as your action, if you want, oh to try okay, to get I out didn't get here, through. Yeah, that's what I think happened. Is that because of the way that that explosion was mm-hmm. rigged? Right as you came up to it, it kind of came down on top of you. But if you want to roll a speed okay. test to try to get away, and we'll say dragons in the clear at that point, you're good to go. I think he does. I think yeah, he's terrified of this. Go right ahead. So speed. We're not trying oh, to hurt you. We just run. Oh, I just realized how terrible my speed is. Maybe I shouldn't. No, he will. He totally okay. would. Yeah. Um. I try, I'm looking to see if I have anything I could use to leverage any, any assistance for myself. Well, I will give you advantage simply because this thing actually does have uh, clumsy. So advantage on all ro- rolls to outmaneuver the Hydra. And so this feels like that so okay i'll yeah. take advantage i don't have a great shot at it but i really like to get away i'll take that 12 12 under 22 yeah. dragon wow. you push yourself away you can see as the this creature comes up and like the the hole where the door once was is much smaller and you you kind of scramble back squeeze yourself through you feel a horrible scrape in the ground as some of the shrapnel cuts through your back 
you watch as it thinks about trying to go through the small hole, but instead it kind of turns its attention then to Joe on the ground, the other android, and you manage to get Scott free, and we see Dragon running off into the jungle uh, as he gets away. Okay. Wait, what I might say well, is that when that thing came out, that Martha might have uh, let Hair Jones go, and so maybe as Dragon's running, you see like sure. Hair Jones like running after Dragon. And so what I'll say is, uh, well, actually, it's, um, do we ever, I'm going to give Hendrik a turn first and then I'll figure it out. So Hendrik, it is your turn. So what would you like to do? Um, cock the cylinder again on the revolver and take another shot. All right. That a boy. Go for it, man. Uh, this time, no advantage, unfortunately, because she is very yeah. much aware. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have shotgun pointed at your face. Still yes. got a success with a 14. I did. Five more oh points of damage. Okay. okay. I'm getting this better at this thing. This is fine. <laughs> you you think you this. do. You think you better? Let's see if you get another try. All right, Marta, go right ahead. Shoot you in the face. And miss. <laughs> 62 oh, over 61. Oh. 62 <laughs> over 61. Uh, that's a shame. That's a real shame. As you shoot, you miss. Hendrick kind of ducks down beneath some of the... Some of this, uh, this cubicle, the cubicle walls and such. And as you're looking and looking and looking, you don't realize that behind you, you hear the sounds of crunching. And as you turn around, you can see you walking through the door, completely set up and you're like, you've never taken damage. You didn't get shot. Then you see walking behind you, copy of Ted. Hi. You see behind you, another copy of Hendrick. Then another copy of you, Marta, and another Ted. We just see filing into this room all these different copies of Ted and Hendrick and Marta. Hi. And the last thing we see is Dragon running through the jungle, <laughs> the very same jungle where we saw all of them when this venture first started. So we're going to end there on that. Oh. Wow. Okay. No. Wow. <laughs> Dragon lives. Dragon lives. Dragon lives. Yeah. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah. I'm Dragon and Hair Jones. And Hair Jones. That's what counts. That's really what counts. I decided to oh leave God. the room at a horrible time. Yes, you did. I mean, uh -huh. it started. Chuck started it. <laughs> Chuck I did. Away. Yeah, he started. He ran away by himself. So there are clones in the area. So uh -huh. just to sort of sort of give you the, some of the stuff behind the scenes. Uh, there are so clones. the first time. He left by himself. That's when that happened to him. That's when he got snatched. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah. And so when he got snatched, he was essentially replaced with one of, with, with a clone of himself. And mm. then you got snatched as well because you guys ran off by yourself. I, I rolled, I, I checked your, there's a speed test. I rolled it for you because uh, I didn't want to like give it away. But unfortunately, both of you mm. failed your speed test. And so you kind of got snatched and dragged into a dark vent uh, and away. <laughs> Oh. Uh, and then dragon, yeah, that uh, that thing was what it was basically amalgamation. It was what is what happens to androids in this one? So mm -hmm. what happens to what happens to humans is they get snatched and and sort of taken down below, uh, and then uh. you guys never got down the elevator. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's a pretty cool little adventure. Oh. It's, it's very body. So opening door opened was a bad door. idea, or it was well, kind of the way to kind of like get us to the end zone. Like it was a great <laughs> ending, I think. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very happy yeah. you guys opened that door. Uh, there are a couple <laughs> of funny things though. There is like what am I, I was hoping you guys are going to the cafeteria because there is a part where you guys could like the you guys when you check the bioscanner, you mm-hmm. would have got in there. You would have found a bunch of raccoons uh, that were kind of living in inside of a uh, what is that called like a vending machine, and you could also mm-hmm. have found like a severed hand <laughs> that had been nibbled on and it's holding a grenade. <laughs> So that was one of my favorite little oh, things. Oh, that's that we, amazing. We didn't get to see it, but it was very, very cool. So, uh, yeah. Dang, we yeah. almost went there. Yeah, you're so close. <laughs> there's a, um, there's a giant. Snatched on the way. So basically, yeah. there's a big old AI at the bottom uh, of the, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a, that, that specimen 42 essentially is trying to take it over and kind of evolve itself via the AI. And the AI is trying to hold it off. Joe, the Android would have tried to help you once the power was back on, but, uh, mm. things went bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things went really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So I got replaced. Right. Yep. But it Ted is dead awesome. and really for the safety of everything. That's really all that matters. <laughs> well, yeah. you guys had decided to make that the accident happen of Ted is one dead. turn earlier. This is true. <laughs> there are one many Ted Ted's. There are many Ted's. So many worry. Ted's. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we do a sequel called Better Off Ted where I'll get to play the, <laughs> all the villains. Everyone plays Ted. Everyone's just a clone army Did, of Ted's. Did me licking the barb do anything bad? No, no, no. That that wouldn't have been bad. The only thing, so the barbs, the barbs of damage, uh, and you, you could have gotten uh-huh. pulled inside one of those pods. Uh, and had you guys inspected the pods after they exploded, you would have actually found human remains and stuff inside because they can actually feed no. on them. Um, and then the mold didn't actually do anything bad other than cause you to cough, which would alert you know, sound would essentially make me roll another okay. encounter. Like, so like there were a series of counters that could happen. And if there's noise, um, but I didn't actually roll one. It didn't, it didn't trigger. Um, I imagine was, a lady screaming also. Alerts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a, that actually was one. So when we first came in, so you roll an encounter whenever you go into a room and then you roll, if like you ever make a lot of noise or something like that. And so when Marta mm-hmm. went in, I rolled and I got this screaming woman. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of, and that, and that led to Ted running out, and then that led to Ted getting assaulted by clones and snatched. <laughs> that was Ooh. great. So it is, a, it's literally just a speed test, but then you get to play a clone and you're told. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the other thing that happens is you roll a D10, and because, like, they're going to find you in the next room. Like, once you get snatched, they're going to find you in the next room because there's a couple other things that can happen where the lights go out for a little bit mm-hmm. and, you have, and, and everyone just kind of gets separated and stuff like that. And you can, um, and there's a, there's actually like a, like a 30% chance. I think it is that you're, that you're not a clone when they find you, but they, but people might think you are, uh, but both of them rolled the world clones. So that's yeah. awesome. All right. Uh, well, that is it for us. Why don't we do some closing plugs and we get on out of here. It's a little one shot. Uh, <sighs> one survivor, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I never actually saw what was on the hot pocket waiting for him. And he's fine. Uh, Chuck, what's DOK yeah. doing this week, man? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, oh, let's see, on Wednesday, um, we got some Dungeon Crawl Classics. We're doing Night Below. On he shot Friday. Ted in face. Ted, stop talking like this. Oh, no, Ted's staying. <laughs> I'm Ted now. <laughs> Chuck needs on... to have an accident. <laughs> I, when on... you guys were saying that, I'm like, do they know? 
do they already know? Or is it just because he's crazy? No, it's just because it's Ted. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chuck. So good. No, yeah. And then Friday, um, because uh, we keep rudely butting Joe out of his time slot, uh, we're going to continue playing Dragon Bane uh, for part two of uh, Road Road's End in uh from the adventure book um saturday at 1 p.m over on grim and perilous plays uh we've got some more forbidden lands and jeff and melissa will be hanging out for that very nice and saturday night over on goodman games official bert's running some weird frontiers uh and jeremy and joe and myself are players in that where jeremy plays my son yeah it's it's great I can see the resemblance. You're both yeah. freakishly tall. Well, so that makes sense. We're normal size. We're child, from. and I'm an occultist. That's not what Adam so says. It just lines up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And I'm I a like gambler I, I, that no one can pronounce. Yeah, well, that's par for the course for your names, Mr. Hendrick Bukaki Land, whatever the hell your name is. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jeremy, why don't you tell us about this uh, Patreon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bukaki Land is not the Patreon. It's Aramis on Patreon. There's comics, maps, tokens, and other fun things. Check it out. Absolutely. Uh, And then ask for us. uh, Tomorrow night, we are back uh, playing some Forbidden Lands as Stephen hops into the GM's seat. Uh, He continues to threaten us and continues to fail. Uh, on Thursday, we uh, you can see Jeremy, me, Melissa, we're doing some Die, uh, the role-playing game. Uh, if you want to come check that out, we just did like a kind of like a quasi-session zero, or like a session 0.5. Uh, so we did a bunch of character creation, social group creation. It's really, really fun. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with the game, it's very much like Narnia meets It meets the Goonies. Uh, so it's a really fun little kind of blending of stuff. Uh, then Friday, Delta Green, uh, as we are back for that, uh, is uh, episode two, which should conclude uh, the first little mini arc uh, that kind of gets this new campaign going. Uh, Ashley is in a whole mess load of trouble. Uh, and then on Friday, or no, on Saturday, then we got one ring as per usual. Uh, thank you everyone who hung out tonight. Uh, we really do appreciate it. If you're watching this later uh, on YouTube or if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you as well. If you have not yet followed uh, the channel, uh, the Twitch channel, please do so. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, we'd love that as well. Uh, please also head over to the Fenders of Cobalt. Do the same thing both on their Twitch uh, and yeah. on the YouTube page as well. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and raid Fabled42. We're playing something called Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if that's a good game. Never heard of it. So Wait, uh, follow it right has too. a number 42, so it's good. It does. I figured that, that makes perfect sense. not for us. good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, don't trust your friends uh, when they leave the room and come back. And it's just, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. See y'all.